Hi guys. So we talked a little bit this week about an awesome book that was coming out. Well, it's out, A Study in Terminal. Sean Brogan plans to slip into the sleepy town of Lakeport, West Virginia as quietly as he did 10 years before, but his life has never gone as planned. Sean never expects to see Rena, the blue-haired sister of his childhood best friend, who makes it her mission to rescue the lost things. A hopeful dreamer who sits on the roof and watches the sunset, she represents all the things that he's lost. As Sean spends time in the lakeside town that has haunted his dreams since he was a little boy, he has no choice but to face the pain that he buried from a life cut off too soon. In the blink of an eye with a gun to his head, Sean is forced to confront what it means to fight for the will to live when your world has gone dark. An anthem for those of us who have been left behind. A study in Terminal is a vulnerable story about the human condition that reminds us that to beat your past, you must first turn around and face it. So you can actually buy this book um, right now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere else that you buy awesome books. Um, you can also go listen to our episode number nine that released on January 31st, where we talk with the author. This is another episode of Main Corpse. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. All right, welcome to Main Corpse. I'm going to try to say this right. Horror d'oeuvres. All right, so what you're going to hear now, this is something a little bit new for us, so I'm going to try to put it in perspective what we're doing. This is Matt. And this is Kelsey. All right, so what this is, during our off weeks, we're going to start posting little shorts um, about um, kind of ongoing crimes, things like that, that, we, that we're interested in, maybe short form stuff that we wouldn't normally put up in a longer version of our podcast. And just like uh, the story being a little bit shorter, we're going to do something different with the food and we're going to start to branch out. So we are going to start trying like snack items, like new snack items. Stuff that you guys can get pretty much everywhere. Yeah, like Walmart, Target, Dollar General, places yeah. like that. So we might even eventually throw in a couple of fast food items that are available nationwide. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Send us some stuff. suggestions, too. Please, yeah. So today we have, do you want to introduce this because you're going to pick this up? Yeah, so it's the limited edition Coca-Cola Starlight, and I got zero sugar. Yeah, It I'm says excited. it is space-flavored, which... The flavor of space. So we'll try that right now because I don't want the other thing to interfere with the flavor. All right. It smells a little bit like bubble gum. It smells exactly like bubble gum. That's a really, it kind of reminds me of uh, almost a bath bomb smell too. It tastes like fizzy bubble gum. Do you, oh my gosh, what bubble gum was that? Do you remember the bubble gum that came in? It was these little blue candies. They were blue raspberry. And there's a little piece of bubble yeah. gum in the center. And that's exactly what this tastes like. I was going to say the only bubble gum I care about is Big League Chew because it made it look like I had a chaw in it when I was a kid. You know? I was the cool kid walking around with Big League Chew. So Happy for you. Yeah, it kind of doesn't remind me of Big League Chew. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't taste like Big League Chew. That's, that's what I'll say. But it's good. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I do like it. You're right. It has a um, 
it kind of reminds me a little bit of, and I hate to even say this out loud, a little bit of a Dr. Peppery taste with some bubble gum in there. Yeah, it's got kind of like a fruity, like yeah. berry like flavor fruity to berry it. berry flavor, yep. And bubble gum. Or cotton candy. Yeah. Blue yeah. raspberry cotton candy, maybe. It's good. It's I, really I, I good. Like I it. like it. I don't it. know if I'd go through a whole 12-pack of it, but I do like it. I mean, I will, eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you got the little cans, too. That's way easier. Yeah. All right, so the other thing, I just picked this up today. So we were looking for the, what was the thing you guys tried? Oh, my gosh. The dill pickle um, Slim Jims. Yeah. They are... You should don't, try them. Don't say it, because I'm going to find one. And you we'll should do it on try this. them. Yeah. So I, I couldn't find them. So I went with a different meat stick. So if you guys know what Takis are, they're the little rolled uh, tortilla chip um, that you can buy in pretty much any store. I've seen them all over the place. Yeah. Um, they have meat sticks now uh, that are, uh, let's see, hot chili pepper and lime flavored. And I picked this one up just at Walmart. Looks like it's made by Cattleman's Cut. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give that a shot. Let's go. It's a little more dense than a Slim Jim. I'm say a lot more. There's no flavor behind it. No. It doesn't taste like Takis Not at or all. Slim Jim or... The only thing I'm getting from it at all is vinegar. Do you remember... I'm going to keep like bringing up really weird nostalgic things from my childhood, I guess. <laughs> Do you remember the fake chew tobacco that was just like yeah. flaked jerky it was flaked jerky yeah <laughs> that's what this tastes like it does <laughs> how many gateway tobacco products can we fit into one episode <laughs> of main corpse horror d'oeuvres uh so i already brought a big league chew and now we have the uh the snuff um snuff jerky jerky so it's not bad it's edible I don't hate it. There's just... It reminds me of... Uh, it kind of tastes like a hot wing. It has a little bit of vinegary-ness behind it. Eh. A little tiny bit. I mean, there's spice to it. Maybe it's the lime that I'm getting where it's uh, mm. where it's it's kind of tart. I think if I have to look this hard for a flavor, it's not flavored. Yeah, I would rather just have like a smoked meat stick than, mm -hmm. than have this. Like a standard smoked meat stick. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, for a buck, try it yourself if you like Takis. Uh, it doesn't you, taste like Takis at it all. It doesn't. It looks like it. It's like orange hmm. on yeah. the inside. So there we go. So again, we tried uh, Starlight Limited Edition Coke Zero. Um, I, I actually highly recommend that if you're yeah. a Coke fan. It does. Sure. It definitely has that Coca-Cola backbone to it. It does. And it's it's a different, sweeter flavor, I would say. A little yeah. bit sweeter. Yeah, and the Takis meat stick, just avoid it and go get like a Slim Jim Tabasco. That's a better meat stick to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love the Tabasco Slim Jim. All right. So let's talk about our short for today. And I have got a West Virginia crime that happened in my adopted hometown of Grafton, West Virginia. So um, this article that I'm referencing here. This was written by Matt Harvey, the managing editor of the Exponent Telegram um, in Clarksburg. So a 30-year-old Texan is accused of beating his girlfriend's father and then cutting the man's head off with a machete. And he went on trial um, on, uh, on Monday, I believe it was around March 14th, if you can tell me what, what day Monday was around March 14th, I believe that was it, of 2022. 
Um, yeah, that was March 14th was yep. Monday. Cool. So March 14th, he went on trial. So a 30-year-old Texan accused of beating his girlfriend's father went on trial um, and, and beating him to death and then and then cutting his head off um, shortly after. Well, that's the only way you yeah. can kill a zombie. Exactly. Um, so let's take a look here and see. So... He was accused in May of 2020, May 29th, of the homicide of Michael Edward Blackburn, 49, um, of Grafton, formerly also of Texas. Um, and the prosecutor said this trial is about a brutal, senseless, and savage murder of Michael Blackburn by the man right there and pointed to Padron. Um, so here's what I'm going to say about this. I remember when this happened, um, his body was discovered and his son-in-law was, I, I guess is what you would call him, uh, because he was, so this, this kid was in a relationship with the father, with, with the, with the girl, the, the, the father's daughter. daughter, with the yes. daughter. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. And apparently didn't like the way he would interject himself into their relationship. Um, apparently he accused um, the father, in this case again, uh, Michael Edward Blackburn, of attempting to raise their child and uh, basically claimed that he would, um, he would try to overtake him on everything. He would always kind of interject himself into that, that dynamic, and he didn't like it. Um, Board also said this case is about rage, pure, unadulterated rage, all-consuming rage where the mind stops, thoughts cease, and the body is consumed by a power all its own. Um, he also said that the 5'4", 150-pound Blackburn um, was significantly smaller than Padron, who was six foot, 190 pounds, and he used that extra size and weight to, uh, to take Blackburn down and bludgeon him to death with the broken chair, the broken leg off of a chair, cracking his skull and killing him before severing his head with a machete. And there is a quote from Padron where he said, I cut off his head like a trophy. So Padron ran so did he short, keep it? shortly after this happened. It was apparently it was there whenever they whenever they found his body. Well, then it's not a trophy. Yeah, you don't leave. You don't. You don't. Leave, you know. You don't leave the trophy. I really there. like. See, I was gonna say. You know what? That yeah. would be like pretty smart if it was like a forensic countermeasure. But this guy just wanted it as a trophy, and then just decided yeah. he didn't want it as a trophy. So this was all put out in front of the jury by the prosecutor board. Mm -hmm. um, the defense, uh, whose name was Resider, uh, didn't even bother disputing the allegations. Um, so, basically, he stood up and said, we will not attempt to convince you that Nicholas Pedro, the defendant in this case, did not commit a crime. That's indisputable. So, even the defense was saying, yeah, he definitely did this. So, the trial only lasted for a matter of days before it took the jury 45 minutes on Friday, uh, which would be March... The 18th. Yeah, Friday, March 18th, it took them 45 minutes to turn in a guilty verdict of first-degree murder with no mercy shown. Uh, so, in other words, um, he is looking at life in prison with no chance of parole. Did you say his name was Pedro? His name was Padron, is the way you say Padron. his last name. So it's Nicholas Christopher Padron. It may be Padron, okay. P-A-D-R-O-N, is how you say his last I, name. I'm wondering if it wasn't a little bit to do with his name 
and probably him be looking well, and sounding a little Mexican. Where you, I'm, I'm, I also <laughs> understand that this is like totally. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say that uh, the 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 crime itself was absolutely horrific. horrendous. Um, it was horrific, and it was uh, it was so. I, I feel like if he had simply bludgeoned him to death and then turned himself in and said, I, I was just in a rage. He was trying to tell me how to raise my daughter. Um, he kept getting in the way of my relationship. I, I feel like this might have looked a little different, but the fact that he, that after he was done, he cut his head off and said that he, that he liked oh, yeah, it. No, yeah, I, it was, I 100% agree. He's a monster. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but you're, you may be right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just assume the absolute worst all I'm, the time. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit salty that I wasn't asked for jury duty because I would have been like, I'm there. Let's go do this. Um, and I totally would have been on that jury. And, I got called yeah. for grand jury a single time. And it was all drug issues, oh. not a single murder. I was so yeah. upset. I remember when this happened, um, he fled for a moment and then turned himself in in Mon County back mm -hmm. in, back in I think, 2020 when the uh, crime initially occurred. And it, it rocked our, our town. I mean, it really did. Like, it, like it's a well, very tiny community. And when you have a crime that horrendous... Um, it is uh, it is it is going to be all consuming for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, he he bludgeoned him to death, cut his head off, showed zero remorse for it. And his defense didn't even try to defend him, to defend him. <laughs> so I, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. I know that if I were on the jury and though, and that was to me, I would have probably said the same thing. But right. you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, it's small town, West Virginia. You got I, I think it might even be more to do with the fact that he's from Texas. He's an outsider. You know what I mean? I think if just in I West Virginia, tell you how angry <laughs> people are when they see that Texas plate. I know Oklahoma too. Oof. Oklahoma and Texas. Oof. It is tough to be here if you yeah. try that. I, I think you could have the name John Smith and you'd still be in you'd still be found guilty of any crime <laughs> if you were from Texas and you were in West Virginia. So guys, that's all I have. Um, I will um, update um, on our I'll, I'll update on our Twitter and our Facebook page yeah, once he is actually sentenced. To my knowledge, he hasn't been sentenced. Um, he was just um, they probably weren't ready to yeah. sentence that quickly. <laughs> yeah, forty five minutes is all it took. I mean, it was clear cut. It took three days on a murder trial, uh, which is unheard of, and then um, they return the verdict. What's the shortest Friday. murder trial, I wonder? I don't know. That has to be in the running for it, mm -hmm. uh, of one of the shortest modern murder trials. Like, normally they take a little bit longer, but normally they try to put up at least some sort of defense, right? In this case, no defense whatsoever. It was just, I did it. Oh, you're from Texas? He did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did it. I cut his head off like a trophy, um, and it's over. It's the, the shortest uh, S SVU case ever. Um, we didn't even get a pun with the sunglasses. Right. Not SVU. That would have been regular. Not SVU. It would have been regular Law & Order. Um, Sam Waterston didn't even break a sweat oh, on man. this one. Alright guys, that's all we have for our Horror D'Oeuvre episode. So hopefully this satiates you until we get um, our new episode ready to go up. And uh, you guys, stay creepy. Alright guys, stay creepy. We'll talk to you soon. Later. <laughs>